Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I'm here with Lance Patience Psycho. Wow. There There was another nickname like two or three days ago. Do you remember? You were teasing me. That you had for you. What was it? It was for you. I can't remember, though. Ah, we'll have to write them down. I'm just Alex Gore today, and we're here to bring you uh, architecture, construction, and business-related news, Mm. and part of that news is to extend uh, your business so that you can keep afloat. Go to architectsguide2.com, T-O, architectsguide2.com, where you can learn how to extend your projects to be the construction manager, the GC for those projects, so that you have a bigger, better Boat full of money to ride through this next recession. Yeah, the one of my friends just posted on the Facebook that uh, the yield curve is inverted. And so that's not usually a good sign. That usually is an indicator of an upcoming recession. Uh, so you might want to extend your uh, lifeblood, which is money, which is work, through architectsguide2.com. And uh, you also want to be super lean, right? Uh, you need to be as efficient as possible, especially if we end up in another race to the bottom with fees and a, be- a deep recession. And what's going to help you do that is ArcCat.com. With project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. ArcCat.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and design so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, ArcCat.com is free to use and requires no registration. So visit today and access the information you need now. Last but certainly not least, you need to go check out PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm, especially if you put on that builder's hat with ArchitectsGuide2.com. New Pella Luxury is a world-class collection of brands brought together to provide window and door solutions to the building industry and beyond. Duratherm and Riley are the true pioneers of industry. They are doing what no one else has done, building and designing beyond the status quo. These brands do not push beyond limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Back to me, Al. Back to you. So um, how do you level up your firm with 3D scanning? Uh, and what have we done? Because I remember we've been looking at it for years and scanners were normally twenty to fifty thousand dollars. Twenty to twenty five to fifty thousand dollars is what it what we were looking at last year <clears throat> to do laser scanning and LIDAR scanning, which uh, so for everybody who doesn't know what that is, is basically you have this machine. I would try to explain this as simply as possible. You have a machine that that is like a camera, and it takes uh, it it shoots out a laser, and then it pings back uh, readings from the laser, and then produces a point cloud, which is also a 3D photograph. And then you have a you walk around with that on a tripod, and then you have a uh, iPad that then connects uh, to um, the scanner, and then it it locates all of the points you've scanned for it. Yep, it's like sonar but with light beams, laser beams rather than sound. Yep. And uh, for us, this was a huge level up because we used to do what other folks would do, which is totally normal, is we'd have just um, your classic handheld laser measuring tape and then traditional measuring tapes, sketches, 
and you would try to piecemeal after doing a site visit for a whole day on like a big house or a little building and try to have all that information and then you turn that into your existing conditions model. It's brutal. It was brutal. Uh, staff was getting burnt out on it. And then we have uh, one of our most wonderful associates, Rebecca Warner, who joined the team a couple years ago. And she helped us level up by just pushing us in that direction. We were renting them for a while. Yes. The costs for that were between $1,200 and maybe uh, $2,500. And uh, it worked for us. We raised fees and all of that. But the logistics was really the issue of getting getting the uh, the scanner here on time. Sometimes it wouldn't show up on time. Then we'd have to just schedule. Sometimes one time they lost the scanner. Yeah. <laughs> When the, we were sending FedEx it back, or whoever FedEx, it, was. it wasn't us, so like the shipping company, obviously. So that was an issue. And and then at the end of the day, um, it, you know, we, we, we talked about it last year about buying one. Alex already mentioned it's twenty-five dollars to $50,000. Like, it's a huge investment. Could we afford it? Probably. Should we afford it that way? No. Yeah. And so, uh, but thankfully, um, there the technology keeps increasing at this very rapid pace. And we found an affordable solution. So we want to share that with all of you. Al, you're going to say something? Yeah. Can I tell why it's so important? Do you remember from yeah. a couple? I, do, I don't even want to answer the question. I just wanted to at least give everybody a reason. Like what led us to this? Yes. So why it's so important is remember a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we did an overview, a breakdown of what work is coming from. And over 50% of it was remodels or additions. Yeah. Even, even on the bigger commercial side too. Like, so like this is, this is a, this is half your work. Yeah. Oh, yes. The uh, for Through the AIA survey, too. Yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they're just proving it true. Yeah, 100%. That uh, new builds, there's still going to be new builds, but like ad- adapting and reusing existing buildings with a dwindling population in the United States. And with everything that's already built. That's going to happen. Yeah. So, we, so what really pushed us to, we were going to do this episode... You know, we were thinking, we've been thinking about doing it, and uh, but what really pushed us over, we got a wonderful email from one of our listeners, Jeremy Metz, and he says, Al, I heard you guys talking about the impact of your laser scanner for as-builts. We have looked around, and it seems like they are very expensive. Wondering which one you guys got, where you purchased it. Once you scan the building, what is your process to get into Revit? Appreciate any advice, and Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas to you, Jeremy. We say Merry Christmas here. Yep. Um, so... Uh, uh, what So what I've got put together for Jeremy and everybody else is, I'm going to pull it up on the screen here one second. Let's start with what we got. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm just trying to get oriented. Uh, so up on my screen, what I've got pulled up for everybody is, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, probably very important to maybe do it that way. You can also write it down. If you're driving, please pull over. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the scanner. This was the big tipping point for us. Like the tripod, obviously, that I'll show you, the iPad, and then... Um, I, oh, I also got an iPad holder. I should probably pull that up at some point. Uh, Rebecca requested that. It just came in this week. And then there's a little mounting kit. But the biggest cost, obviously, is the scanner. Yep. And the price for that is? $5,995. Six grand. 6000 It's a Matter Pro, Matterport Pro. Three. Three. It says, fastest 3D LiDAR scanner, digital camera for creating professional 3D virtual tour experiences with 360 views and 4K photography indoor and outdoor spaces with trusted accuracy um they also have a a pro 3 acceleration bundle which so 
if you look at the Amazon thing, like if you just if you just go to this camera, there's a bunch of other options you have. Um, we didn't get the acceleration kit. We just got the camera itself. Um, and then with that, the couple other things we got. And what what pointed us to this was Richard Sanford, uh, longtime listener. I think he's even been on the show. And then also um, he does his own podcast. Uh, he in the Entree Architect group um, was uh, mentioned this. Um, and I, so Rebecca and him started out to talking and our, the reason why we also did it through Amazon, there was somebody else in the Archer community after I made a big post about that with all the links, by the way. So if you just search Lance, C-A-Y-K-O in that Entree community on Facebook, you'll be able to find the post I made and it has all these links to this product. Somebody brought up there like, uh, yeah, I got the same thing on Alibaba for like 600 bucks. Okay, go go do that if you want to. Like, I, I, I'm not an Alibaba shopper. Al probably knows Bob more than me. I do, but I just the, what I've heard about wheel. what I've heard about Alibaba is it's literally stolen products that they're reselling. Oh wow! It's just my take. Just my take. Whether it's it true or sense. not, I don't know. So uh, we went with this because I wanted to make sure that we, we basically wanted to do it as a test, right? Because then you can return it. So like the if we bought it today, we could return it in six weeks. Um, so that was the biggest thing I wanted. I just wanted some reassurance. And then we also got a the accident plan with it, the three-year protection plan, just in case it, something breaks. Yep. I wanted like some insurance for this whole thing. Second thing we bought was this. It's called the Desmond DAC-60 60 millimeter QR clamp, three-eighths with one-quarter inch adapter, blah, blah, blah. It's a it, leveler. It's a, compa- <laughs> it's, a, it's a leveler. It's a tripod, quick release, little gizmo, 25 bucks. Then the next thing was we bought a Manfrotto 190X uh, aluminum three-section tripod. The code is MT190X3, 180 bucks. Yep. And then the last one of the last things we bought was a, uh, a 2012 uh, Apple 11-inch iPad Pro Wi-Fi with 256 gigabytes. And uh, 2022, not 2012. I'm sorry, 2022 Apple 11 iPad, inch iPad Pro, yeah. Space gray. Yeah. Necessary. And uh, it's got 256 work. gigabytes. Um, that's, we went to the specs for what this right. this scanner called for, for, for memory-wise. If you went above and went to 512, that'd be fine. I wouldn't go lower than 256. You might have a giant scan because it has to, it, it takes all of that information, obviously, and puts it on the iPad. Um, right. Just, just a technical question. Did you order the iPad from Amazon or from uh, Apple? Uh, Amazon, everything from Amazon. Go Jeff Bezos. Last thing we got was, uh, a me shirk 11, I, uh, a me shirk iPad pro 11 inch case for 2022 iPad pro 11, blah, blah, blah. $26. Uh, Rebecca and I were just in Austin last Friday in she we brought the scanner with us. It worked as a perfect carry on for her. She just put it in a backpack. Yep. And then she had the tripod in her hand. Nobody cared. Uh, we were a little bit worried that they were going to give us guff. They didn't. But one thing we noticed right away is she goes like, "Can we get a, a, a you know, a case for this?" Yeah. And, and the one we got was for the iPad. Yeah, for the iPad. And she, and she, so the iPad doesn't come with a nice case. The one I got, like you'll see if you're looking on YouTube again, is you can hold it by your hand. And and that's what's necessary. Like it, it straps in to make it happen. Yep. Um, we the building we scanned uh, was like I bet s- maybe fifteen hundred square feet, and it took Rebecca about ninety minutes to do it. Yep. 
the the difference with this scanner, the biggest thing that Rebecca reports from using the the twenty thousand dollar plus ones is the twenty thousand dollar plus ones take longer to do an individual scan, but it scans deeper, and you have to do you can do less scans with it. This one scans faster, like two or three times faster, less data. You have to do more scans, so it's a it's a wash in terms wash. of time. And then the size of this just lets you know if if you started a firm ten years ago and stored your own file on a uh, Seagate, you know it's it's kind of like that big, it's like about a three external inch, hard drive. Yep, yeah, three inches wide, probably about eight inches tall, probably about eight inches uh, deep, long. Um, so it's not that big. So you can put it in a in a backpack. Everything but the tripod you could put in a backpack, and that's what we made. We made a scanning kit. Um, yeah, I was hoping they. That's a good question about the about the sizes of it. I, I'm looking; they don't really. There, do they have it here, Al? No, no, they don't. It's small. It's no big deal. It's like it's, it's cool like your looking. old school external hard drive. That's a perfect analogy for it. Yeah. Yep. So so uh, then um, the question to us was, okay, what's the process looks like? So now on the screen, what I've got pulled up, one of the things we challenged Becca, Rebecca to do, and what she did wonderfully was. She put together a workflow for us because we want to get everybody at this at in staff trained and knowing how to do it. So I'm just gonna walk through it real yep. quick. One other thing on price. So remember, it used to cost us over a thousand dollars each time to oh, do yeah. this before. Okay. That now, was just for the <laughs> rental. Yep. Pretend that this is six thousand dollars, right? Let's say you only use it one time every month, right? And let's say you skip a few months. It's about $600 a month, right? Uh, plus, you have to have a Matterport subscription, and I think it's 180 So now you're at 800 per scan. That's 10 in a year. We're probably doing double that. We're probably doing a couple dozen at least. Yep. Yep. Probably, three, probably up to three dozen, I would say, is yep. where we probably land on a high side. Uh, there's also a little subscription. So that's all the hard costs. One of the soft costs is you will have to uh, you will have to um, get a Matterport subscription. That's what yeah, that's what I mentioned. Yeah. So so just be aware of that, right? It's not bad. But you said eight hundred is eighty bucks. No, no. Oh, I said hundred and eighty. It's only eighty. You're right, it's hundred and eighty. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just wanted to make sure. So there's that soft thing. But like like I said, so this is our this is how we do it, right? It's very so starting at the top. Number one, set up tripod, pull all legs out, adjust to its tallest height, <laughs> attach tripod mount. Like she made it very, very clear, obviously. Uh, then number two, set up the camera, um, pull on a red tab to left lift camera out, insert the battery, um, mount the camera on the tripod, turn it on. If you're watching on YouTube, it's more detailed than this, right? And then um, then she logs into the Matterport app with on the on her iPad that she's using. Yep. Uh, and then. We have our own, I blocked out, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously we have our you know, our own email for that and our own password. Then you connect the camera to the iPad after you've logged into Matterport. Um, there's an iPad password and iPad iCloud information. So we also had to upgrade the iPad to have its own storage on the iCloud. And then um, confirm ready to pair, pair it, make sure Bluetooth is turned on in the iPad. And then in the app, open a new project, click on the new job button, tap source selector. Again, this is more detailed. Check the connection. When it's connected, the connected symbol will appear. Looks like an iPad with Wi-Fi symbol. Four, and number five, start scanning. Um, so 
you know, Rebecca will place the scanner in the first location, press the scan from the iPad, and then the scanner will scan. And then some of the best scanning practices are take a few steps from the previous scan, uh, scan set, scanner down, or do another only a few feet away. Keep all the doors open, interior and external when passing through rooms, because it needs to, the scanner needs to find where you last scanned to, so that it connects the cloud together. Yeah. Um, make sure to scan each side of a door, threshold, or opening. Uh, make sure the scanner is level. Uh, make sure each scan can see the previous, like I just said. One thing to note, and this is, Rebecca talked to me about this when we were in Austin. Crawl space and attic space need to be at an angle since the scanner does not scan directly above or below. What we were doing to get like from floor to floor, here's the analogy I'd make. From floor to floor, you can just keep going up the steps. Sure. That's that's going to be like a tedious way for you to get there, but necessary. Like imagine I move up the steps. I move from the floor to the steps. Okay, I'm going to have to adjust the camera legs, make sure it's level, and I should be able to just keep going from there. Yep. Right? Rather than just... But how many times, like if you have a flight of steps, are you going like twice in those flights of steps? Um, I think just a few steps up each time. Okay. Yep. Because it has trouble. Here's why. Only a few steps up each time because the scanner that we got doesn't scan as deep below itself, mm. eye height wise. It, 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 so, uh, and then up wise, same thing. It's sort of like, it only goes, does so much. Yep. Uh, so then, so how that relates to like an attic or a crawl space is, you don't, you might not have steps up to the crawl space. So if you don't have somebody there helping you, one thing you might want to do is just bring a little step ladder so you can put the scanner and, and recreate the idea of steps nice. going up or down. Nice. Just a little pro tip. Uh, number seven, create levels, create levels if necessary. And then she goes into how to do that. You select the icon, et cetera, et cetera. Once the levels are created, click on the one you want to start scanning and start scanning. Uh, I think it would be best practice. Like you, you start the level, you make the levels before you start scanning. Yeah. And then assign where you're scanning to that level where you start at. Um, if you want to pictures in this, yeah. yep. There's, there's pictures we have of how all this works. If you want to change the floor level to, uh, of the already processed scan, once scan is complete, click on the completed scan. Again, more details. Um, window and mirror callouts are pretty critical. So, uh, because <clears throat> it can mistake windows versus mirrors. That's an issue. So windows and mirrors need to be identified on the scans as soon as they appear in your scan. Click on you'll click on this little symbol, and then you can choose from windows and doors and trim and, and all that kind of stuff. Again, there's there's a lot more detailed photos here with our kind of how-to guide. Uh, a trim tool. Um, this this tool is removing any extra spray of the 3D data intended for outdoor scans. So if you only want part of a room or de or deleting a spray outside of windows, etc. She kind of shows how that works too. So you can scan outside. Yeah. And let's say um, you're taking a, a corner of the house because you're going around it and it goes way too far and you don't need that. You can trim it in just like a cropping of view. Yeah. Uh, number 10, upload your project. So once you're completely done with scanning your project and connected to a strong Wi-Fi, typically back at your office, she says, click on the upload button at the top right of the screen. I would also have your machines plugged in at this point. Think about like when you have to, uh, you get the software update from your iPhone. Mm. You either have to have 50% 50, 50 plus battery in order to do it. I just did it last night, so I'm mentioning it. Or you have to have it plugged in. Like just do that as best practice. Um, so then uh, you click on the upload button, top right of the screen. This uploads the project to the Matter, Matterport portal, which you already have uh, logged into. Um, 
it's the same login, right? And then whatever your account is. And then to back out of the project, hit the top left arrow, um, and then your project is saved. Um, number 11, obviously, turn, turn, off, turn off the scanner, um, take out the battery, put away. And then number 12, request for an E57 file. So what, so Matterport processes the file for you, which also is a huge time saver. So Rebecca was doing it manually before. Yeah, I know. Huge, huge time suck. So the 180 bucks is completely worth it. for the, all, They process it all. It's just like way worth it. I thought you said 80. I th- well, maybe it is 80. I don't know why you said 180. I'm pretty sure it's only 80 bucks. Yeah. Uh, so you so you put a request for an E57 file. Uh, once the file is done processing, log into your account on Matterport again. Select the spaces. I love how they couldn't rename that. Yep. <laughs> it's so weird. They're like, ah. Oh, uh, yep. And then it goes through again um, uh, how you request that whole thing in more detail. Then you convert the E57 to an RCP file. You open the recap, start a new project, import the point cloud. So basically, open recap, you start a new project in Revit, import the point, or sorry, you open recap, which is a different software, start a new project, import the point cloud into that software, name the project, save to a new folder on the desktop. We recommend doing it to desktop because the writing of it will be much faster. Mm. And we use Dropbox, it's just a nightmare to do a big file like this. Uh, then you select to import your E57 cloud file from your desktop and then clean up and recap. Um, Rebecca has a Zoom video that she put together for this. Um, but th- I'm just giving you the general gist. Like, I'm sure there's, if you have a Matterport, um, if you have a Matterport account, there's going to be some customer service you can deal with. Sure. And then uh, number 14, then you finally import the RCP file into Revit. Um, under your space in Matterport, on the space tab, she says you can do a walk through the space through photos to refer to when modeling in Revit, which is fantastic. And then you import the cloud through the import tab, point cloud, and then you start modeling based on the point cloud. You get super highly accurate as built, incredibly accurate. And then it saves you from having to go back out to the site. You can yeah. always refer back to the 3D photographs. Our engineers have like loved that part of it make saves them a trip we can just dissect and see exactly what was going on it's hard to take all those notes and that's our process um so for us it's it's been working phenomenally i have uh, nothing but good stuff to say about it and so if that helps if you guys i'd be happy to also if somebody uh if they if they really want to see that pdf that we put together for it i'd be happy to uh, send that over to you guys it's no big deal on our end um, and then maybe even a link to the uh, to the Zoom file. So we're just here to help. Copy that. Um, I have a piece of news for everyone. This is an article from Yahoo Finance. It is Morgan Stanley warns that housing affordability is deteriorating faster than at any point in its data's history. And that's what I want to talk about it. The clickbait rest of that title is here are two easy ways to buck, buck this worrisome trend. They didn't give two. They gave one. And it wasn't for housing affordability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know what that title is all about. Anyways, um, <clears throat> here we go. Real estate isn't a complex acid class. Prices, oh, you want me to? I've got it up. Go yep, ahead. Go. I'll just follow along to you. Yep. Go under housing market dynamics. Keep going, Lance. Keep. Yep. There we go. Real estate isn't a complex uh, asset class. Prices are driven by three factors. Mortgage rates, income and inventory that's it utterly true (laughs) the reason housing dynamics are skewed right now is that one factor has changed 
rapidly, which is the mortgage rates, while the other haven't budged as much. The average 30-year mortgage rate in October 2021 was roughly 3%. In October 2022, the average rate was 6.66. I think it's at like 6.2 right now, <clears throat> but essentially more than double. The swing in interest rate has certainly began to cool demand in the market with sales of existing homes down over the last seven months consecutively. In August 2022, sales dipped to their lowest level. Um, however, listings have mm. dropped rapidly too. Many homeowners who locked in low rates for 30 years are reluctant to put their home on the market and switch to higher wow. rates. Makes complete sense. As of September, the number of home listings across the U.S. was 42.6% lower than pre-pandemic averages from 2017 to 2019. So um, just wanted to broadly brush what the conditions are. Um, the whole Fed, like this isn't solving anything about affordable housing or anything. It's actually making it Worse. more expensive yeah. because the price is coming down. Yet there's nothing. The interest uh, rate is the counterbalance to that. Yeah. The price going down. Yep. 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 Uh, that pent up demand is still there. Right. It's still there. Um, kind of speaks again to like, you know, back to laser scanning. You're probably going to have a lot of people who are, like they say in the, in the article, reluctant to sell. Well, if you're reluctant to sell and you have, you start having a, start having babies and stuff or, or, or moving in the parents or something like that. Yep. Or, or your job fully now is fully remote, um, whatever. Start your own business. Like you're gonna need space. Yeah. Probably gonna have to remodel. Yep. You're gonna sit and look at that kitchen. You're gonna hate it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, their only solution was to put your money in commercial real estate. <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they say that? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. If, uh, go down. Oh, a better way to buy a property. Yeah, Prime commercial real... Uh, let's see here. Amid hot inflation in the uncertain economy, real estate moguls are still finding ways to effectively invest in millions. Of course, they are. Prime commercial real estate, for example, has outperformed the S&P over a 25-year period. No kidding. With the help of new platforms, these kind of opportunities are now available to real re retail investors, not the ultra-rich. Meaning, you can invest in like a REIT, pretty much. Yep. So, so here's the title again. Housing affordability is deterring, uh, deteriorating faster. Here are two ways to buck that trend. Love it. How, how is it? It's not even related. Uh, Get your logic together. Hey, Yahoo Finance. Well, I'm glad you uh, clickbaited us into that. Yep. Good article. That's yeah. all I have. Uh, we don't have any ARE Jeopardy um, or anything like that. We don't even have... No Nick with Nick Reads. It's too bad. Uh, so we hope you like this episode. If you like this episode, you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, leave us a positive comment. If you're listening on iTunes, we always appreciate those five-star reviews. We will see you next week.